from now on, they're gonna be like, oh, have you ever seen The Wire? Have you ever seen Breaking Bad? And Golden Bachelor. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Golden Bachelor recap listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing all right. Mm, do you have any housekeeping? We do have some housekeeping. Yes, we have to, to mention at the top of the episode uh -huh. to... Like... Subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews. Mm, that's a big one. And tell your friends. Good. And generally do all the things you do to support a podcast you enjoy. We're trying to learn from our mistakes and not say this at the very end when everyone has tuned out. Yes, we do this once a year. So this is a special episode. <laughs> okay, so are you ready to get recapping Golden Bachelor Women Tell All? Yeah, let's do it. The first ever. And let me tell you. The least dramatic women tell all of all time. And yet. The best. The best. The best. Can we talk about that the for best. a second? This was proof that we do not need drama to be entertained. No. What we want is feel good sentimentality. Yeah. And, and some philosophy. I mean, I'm going to say this. And this is coming from someone who loves tell-alls. I've openly loved tell-alls. I've been recapping yeah. this show forever. And I've always said I love tell-alls. I'm going to say it. This is the best tell-all I've ever seen in my life. Wow. I, I said that already. So now we've both said it. <laughs> it means more coming from It means from a me. lot. You're right. It means way more coming from you. Okay. Shall we get recapping? Yeah. So I thought an interesting call and a, actually a very smart call on production's part was waiting until the end of this episode to reveal who the final two were. They usually pick up with what was about to happen. So the rose ceremony and then they have women tell-all. They made you watch women tell-all to get to that. And they made you happy. Like you ended up being really happy you did. I just thought it was a really brilliant arc to have the eliminated woman come on for that sort of quasi after the final rose thing. Well, part of me thought that they still, I feel like this whole season, they still are like, is this good? Like, did we do a good <laughs> thing? Like they're not super sure of themselves. So maybe they thought like for people to stick around the whole women tell all with mm -hmm. no drama. Yeah. Who wants to see that? Yeah. We got to have a, a, a thing at the end. Mm -hmm. Bait. Yeah. A carrot. Treat. A carrot. <laughs> dangled yeah or a rabbit us. what a rabbit oh, in, in dog races they have a, a mechanical rabbit racing in front of them it's ridiculous oh, i mean i don't think honestly i think they're just trying to run whenever <laughs> they see that thing go but it is actually a rabbit it's funny you say that about how they're like not maybe sure of or they haven't been sure rather of what a hit they have on their hands i felt like this was the episode this is why i love tell alls is like we see people's behavior now in the now so this is after all those you know episodes have been edited they were edited probably a while ago, but this is as current as it gets, except for after the final rose. And I felt like we saw production had mojo oh, yeah. in this episode. Yeah. They were like, yeah, we know how good this is. And it even felt like Jesse was more relaxed. They yeah. felt confident enough to not try to stoke drama. It just felt like such a feel good episode where everyone was positive, even the powers that be. And the one thing they did with the audience, they usually have some stupid thing they do with the audience. Uh -huh. It's where everyone's like, oh God, <laughs> was a good thing. Which thing? It was it was Ellen's friend Roberta's daughter. Oh yeah, that was brilliant actually. And yeah. so I mean heart wrenching. So but touching. Let, let's, anyway, get let's, let's, yeah. we'll get to recapping. We'll get it's to it. obvious we loved this episode. If for some reason you listen to the recaps, you're not watching the show, or you have been watching the show, but you don't watch tell alls, do yourself a favor and watch this episode. Agreed. Agreed. You are missing out if you are and, not watching this and episode. And to be fair, between the two of us, you love tell alls. I do not like tell alls. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. So maybe it means more coming from you. It does. Okay. So at this tell all are Patty, Pamela, Marina, Christina, Natasha, who's wearing chair earrings, mm. Joan, Nancy, Edith, April, Kathy, Sandra, Susan, and Ellen. Andy, you loved all the hearts they were doing. Yeah. And they love the hearts. I think they learned that from the kids. <laughs> Sandra guides everyone through one of her Deep yeah, breaths. That's good. I thought this was cute. Cute callback. And now we get a recap of the season. The highlight is watching Kathy watch herself. And this is precisely why I love tell-alls. She was like ugh, cringing watching yeah, herself yeah. in these scenes with Teresa. You know, scenes where she was kind of villainy. And this to me is such a difference from the abnormal Bachelor where you see people almost double down. They play it up. They refuse to bend at all. They're like, no, I still think I'm right. right. Kathy was like, eh. 
Yeah, this is adults watching some embarrassing stuff. And the overall f- message is very feel good, which is that they all want love and they're all worth loving. This yeah. is Susan. I mean, I, I honestly think Susan was the star of this episode. She was. She's got star power. Jesse asks Susan about night one and she says, had she known her son would be so upset with her, she would have said she could handle eight inches instead of six inches because that was a she I, reference. <laughs> I, I have to be honest. I had an issue with the joke only because it was six. It didn't land as hard. Yeah, but there's... No, like eight inch heels. I know, but you just, for jokes, you can make exceptions. (laughs) I'm really focused on the accuracy. Like six inches already is Is, is really high. Is there such thing as eight inch heels? I don't, I mean, maybe an unbelievable platform. Does the the platform count when you're you're counting the inches? Yeah, because you're talking about the heel, not the platform. The only way you're going to have more than four and a quarter inch heels is when there's a platform. Or a pole. I can tell you're proud of that one. (laughs) Nancy says, as a single woman, her family has a refreshed perspective to mom. I thought this Mm -hmm. was lovely. This was a really lovely message. You know, everyone knows these women as their grandmother or their mother. And now it's like, I see them differently. Totally. Jesse asks about the Kathy versus Teresa stuff. And she says she could have been more delicate and maybe both of them should have zipped it. So of course she's referring to herself. Mm -hmm. She should have zipped it. And she only wishes everyone the best. She says the show is about love, but it's also about hope and friendship. I've really been starved for tell-all reactions like this. Why is this so rare? Why is it so hard for a 25-year-old to be like, I misbehaved? I've been asking myself a lot of things about the generational differences since watching this show, and, and it doesn't make me feel better. It makes me feel like I'm watching the passing of, like, uh, the end of a great movie. Oh. And now I'm going to go watch, like, a double feature. It's like Oppenheimer and Barbie. <laughs> like, Who do you think actually watched both of those movies? A lot of people. people. I think a lot of people did the double feature. And I think if you went to Oppenheimer, they went to Barbie, you were. Yeah, but I gotta be honest, like Oppenheimer was amazing, but it was also really long and like. No, it it was intense. It's not for everybody. Yeah, like uh, I I personally, as much as I thought Barbie had its shortcomings, I would rather watch it in that order. That that is a full day at the movie theater. Oh, that's intense. I don't know how people do that. Like I, as a kid, I could have done that. I can't do that anymore. Yeah, maybe it was. I would get like sciatica by the end of that. <laughs> so now we get some unseen footage, and this is basically all about Susan's gas. So she yeah. thinks it's Edith's guacamole. Other people think it might be her own meatballs. She says she's been eating her meatballs her whole life. The best part is her one-on-one time with Gary. She sits down with Gary for like romantic one-on-one time. She's like, "I have to tell you something really important." He's like, "What?" And she's like, "I have really bad gas." <laughs> This was amazing. She's so funny. Yeah, she's great. I love how comfortable with herself and in her own skin she is. Yeah. I got to say, like, I want to be Susan when I grow up. And I, I part of me thinks that's just who she is. But also, all of them have mm, this comfort in their skin that I think only comes with age. Yeah. Is that wrong? No, I, I agree. I agree. Actually, you can just create a microcosm of their relationship with gas. <laughs> Gas is a funny thing. Oh, it's always funny. It never stops being funny. When I was like 15, I remember having a thought. I was like, is, is this ever going to stop being funny? And I was like, yeah, it'll stop being funny around 40. Uh-huh. Not, not, not funny yet. Oh, it's getting funnier. The fact that they were all just like, mm, this is the way it is. Let me tell you, as a woman, you spend so much of your life just trying to just be so right in all the ways to to look right to to behave right and part of being right isn't necessarily just like letting out a big fart or a big burp or whatever and i just loved these shots of them in itm rooms or even with you know with the with each other and they're just like yeah this is it what are you gonna do it was so freeing like i you know what i felt it's like there's something to really look forward to in that the fact that you're all in you're all in it together you all like have i guess a harder time keeping it in line, I guess. Like, yeah. I guess gas is harder to hold in later. In you, you know what? It's the second time I I'm saw, asking you yeah, this. No, it is. I, there's no question about it. Um, but I saw a really poignant TikTok, actually. Okay. It said that I feel really sorry for people who don't find farts funny mm. because they have the same number of farts in life, but no laughs. Oh, oh, that's true. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so TikTok is good for something. <laughs> that's my takeaway. Fart philosophy. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so they talk about hope now. Susan says the message is get up and live. Yeah. This reminded me get a little up bit and of live. There was a recent Survivor season where it was a similar message and it was also an older woman. You know what that's it, that's like that. a Nike level. That's like the older person's version of just do it. Oh, you, Nike should totally get up collaborate with these women. Don't you think that they should get some big communal? Oh my like, god, like a sneaker with extra support for like long walks. <laughs> get up and live. Yeah, and they're all in the ad for it. Yeah, yeah. Jesse shows. Oh yeah, playing pickleball. Playing pickleball. Yeah, and getting kujus. <laughs> so receiving kujus. Jesse shows them now a video of Chris Jenner. <laughs> basically saying she loved the season yada yada and andy at the tail end of this i asked you what her name was and you said you had no idea (laughs) (laughs) it was my proudest moment but i did when you said it i remembered it took me a minute too i was like what's her i knew who she was i was like she's the kardashian mom but i her name did not come to me mrs kardashian (laughs) (laughs) and i felt you know i felt proud of myself yeah yeah we did good that is how out of touch we are we are so out of touch you know what's interesting though, and I don't understand how this happened, but when I first saw Susan, I was like, Susan reminds me of Chris Jenner. Ah. And how did did they did Chris Jenner just reach out to her? Was she kind of looks a little bit like her? Or seems like how did that happen? How did that connection happen? Oh, I mean, I I don't know. What do you mean? How did how is it possible <laughs> that I saw Susan? The first thing I thought when I saw Susan I was like, oh, she looks a little like Chris Jenner. I think Jenner. it's the haircut, it's the dark hair, and it's kind of the attitude. Is it just a coincidence that the first thing I thought when I saw Susan was Chris Jenner and suddenly they're friends? I don't know if they're friends. Well, they're 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 TV friends. <laughs> Counts for something. Joan has the hot seat now. We get a recap, including her famed quote about becoming invisible as you get older. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is still my uh, flashpoint Flash point. of the yeah. entire season. Yeah. She reveals her daughter and granddaughter are doing well now. Her daughter had a serious bout of postpartum depression. Yeah. And Jesse asks if she had stayed, might it have worked out? I always find this question a little weird. Yeah. It's kind of like almost rubbing it in in a way. Well, but also it's like acting like it's musical chairs. It's that suggests right. that for Gary to have chosen oh, Joan, right. then he would not have chosen. It's who disrespecting he... the winner. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I guess that's the way yeah, I see. Like, it. I, I just like as though they're all interchangeable. Right, Had you like, stayed, would yeah, it have pick your, Yeah. You have three doors. Pick your <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah, and that's just me probably overanalyzing it. But that question has always rubbed me a little wrong. Yeah. Like in. A few weeks, they're going to have Gary out there with his winner and they're going to be professing their love to each other. And Jesse will be talking about their love story. But yet, yeah, Gary is yeah. like, if you had stayed, would it have it's worked a good out? Point. It's a very good point you make. Mm. You know that door game, by the way? Why don't you hear a good fact? This is, this is bothering me my whole life, but I finally figured it out. Uh-huh. If you have three doors and behind one door is like a huge stack of cash and the other two doors is like a pile of poop or whatever. Okay. And so you pick a door. You pick door number three. Uh-huh. But then the host is like, well, one second now. I'm going to open door number two to show you that door number two is not the one. It's, it it's has a pile poop. of poop. Okay. <laughs> so the question is, is do you change your guess? No. You do. What? You change your guess and you improve your odds significantly. What? I know. Mind-blowing, right? Why? The only way I figured out how to understand this is imagine there was a million doors. Okay. There's a million doors. And behind one of those doors is a, is a pile of cash and the rest is just a million poops. Okay. <laughs> and so you pick door. Why doesn't that ever get a <laughs> Poop is always funny. But if you pick door number 875,321, that's your door. Uh-huh. And the guy says, well, guess what? I'm going to open 800,000 doors. Okay. And now you're left with like... But your door is still unopened. Your door is still unopened. You've picked it. It's 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 marked with a red sticker. Yeah. That's your door. But he opens every single door except for one other door. Okay. You should switch? You should switch, Why? of course. But your odds just went from a million to one to one in two. Yeah, but you might have had the cash one from the get-go. It doesn't make a difference if it's it still unopened. It makes a huge difference because he just eliminated... 999,998 doors uh-huh. and you're going to say you you think you're so good at picking doors <laughs> that you're going to stick with your original pick? This is a very Andy way of looking at this. Have you ever watched Deal or No Deal? No. Oh, okay. Well, it's kind of like this. Oh. Sort of, you know, like the suitcases. Yeah. How funny is it that Meghan Markle was one of those suitcase girls? That is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. 
So Joan says she thinks they would have had a good chance, actually. Gary made her feel visible. Meanwhile, society makes women her age... This really hit me. God, Joan has these heavy hitters. She says society makes women feel like they've had their chance. They've raised their children and now it's time to take a back seat. And this actually reminded me with, I don't want to say it was a fight I had with someone, but I got in like, I'm not a confrontational person. And this was a while ago now, but a friend of ours was dating someone much younger. And there was an exchange we had where I had this opinion. Oh, Do you remember what I'm talking about? I do. And people are going to think we're talking about Nick and Natalie. We're not. We're not. It's not Natalie. Natalie would never say that. (laughs) But there was someone else who was very young who uh, she was talking about a mutual friend who was like in her late 30s and had been married or whatever. And she's like, oh, well, she's already had her her day in the sun. Oh, I remember this. And I was like, actually. (laughs) Oh, I remember this. Yeah. For me to roll up my sleeves and become confrontational. I just And and we can also say that that couple is no longer together. Yes, they are no longer together. Rightfully so. (laughs) I think that society does see women of this age like that. Yeah. It's like, what what good are you in the romance department? In opera, it's even more extreme because what do they call women who, they call them old oh, women. Oh, no, uh, it's, it's mezzos, actually. A singer friend of mine who is older and a mezzo said that you're basically Carmen until you hit a certain age and suddenly it's hags, bags, and witches. Hags, bags, and witches. Mm-hmm. Wow. Medzos. Opera is brutal. brutal. You know what opera is? The oldest timey thing in the arts that yeah. still exists. So yeah. the way they treat people is the oldest timey way. Yeah. Sheer stereotype. Yeah. Joan says that Gary opened her heart and a couple of times she even turned the corner heading home and thought that maybe he would be sitting oh, I know on that her front feeling. porch. I know that feeling. Uh, I got to say two things. Because we got some comments saying that people thought that Joan just wasn't that into Gary. I disagree. Oh, Joan was into Gary. She had to get home. I mean, that was her choice, but she had to get home. Yeah, and her I think daughter was, was having serious trouble. Yeah, it was a really, she had a very good reason. But I just don't think Joan would have said this. Something about the idea of him waiting on the, her front porch. Oh. I was like, oh, she really. Oh, you don't make that up. No. Yeah. You say, oh, I thought about Gary many times wistfully, mm-hmm. but you don't say waiting on my porch. Yes. And my other thought is I feel like Joan would make a fantastic golden bachelorette. And you know what? I think she might be the one. Oh, you think so? Can I tell you? I Her or Ellen. I had a dream last night yeah. that I was talking to an executive producer for the show. This is not a very exciting dream. <laughs> In my dream. I said, you're going to do Golden Bachelorette, right? And she said, no. What? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like so upset. Oh, my God. That's a horrible dream. It's boring and horrible. <laughs> anyway, it was just a dream. I know the nightmare. person you're talking about, and she never would say that. So this is a dream. Yeah, yeah that's In true. In reality, she would be the most excited person about the Golden Bachelorette. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. God, I think about this show too much. Yeah, you should have more sex dreams. I know. Why are you talking to executive producers on The Bachelor? I know. I, trust me, I want more sex dreams too. Yeah. I don't want to be like this. You know what? You know what's going to happen? Now that we're talking about having sex dreams, we're going to have sex dreams. Oh, you think so? That's how it happens. It's like yeah, a but you seed. can't talk about it too much. It you're just right, has to right. be in passing and then you move on. I think right now is... Let's okay, hold on a second. Right now is the amount of time. We did it okay, perfectly. Okay, 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 we're going to have sex dreams now. So it's Ellen's hot seat now. Her recap legitimately made me tear up. Oh, man. Did it make you tear up, Andy? I, I was, can I be honest with you? This is shameful, but I was holding in tears the whole time because I was embarrassed to be crying at the women tell all for the gold. <laughs> Andy. Yeah. You don't need to be embarrassed. I, I love I, it when you cry. I try, I try to maintain a shred of, of my manhood here oh, and there. That's, and no, I, that's dated. No, you're right. It is dated. It is dated. And I should have cried. I had tears. There was one tear I wiped away without you seeing. Oh. I, I tried to hide it. I didn't want you to see. Was it the actual, like, was it Ellen's love story? Or was it about Roberta, her friend? There were, it was, it was about Roberta. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Roberta got me. Okay. Uh, I mean, if anyone didn't cry at the Roberta thing, then I think. I mean, Jesse was- cried. Jesse's yeah. like a football player. Yeah. It was obviously hard even for Ellen to watch back. She says that the breakup was one of the most difficult times in her life where she was faced with true sadness and disappointment. Yeah. Oh God, they're all so eloquent. They wait to say their words, not in a way where they're thinking of like, how do I say this sentence? Mm-hmm. They're like, how do I 
pace this sentence. Yeah, how do I express myself properly using words? Yeah. It's not just let me get to the end of the sentence. Well, we live, you know, and again, like I don't blame. I don't blame any. I think humans are born just they're they're born it's all environment. It's uh -huh. like you're just a genetic like computer and you're born some people are born broken, let's be honest. <laughs> But 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 most people, it's the environment that shapes them. Uh -huh. How do you have that kind of patience with your words when you're born into a TikTok world? Oh. When you're born into a world where literally everything has to be done in 30 seconds, not even 30, 15, what is TikTok, 15 seconds? I don't even know. No. Whatever. I don't know anything I'm, I'm talking about. But the point is, is it's 15 seconds. If you can't get it done in 15 seconds, yeah. you're out. And yeah. no one has that bandwidth anymore because they don't have the proper patience. They don't have the proper education. Yeah, and the people they're probably expressing themselves to probably also don't have the patience. Yeah, no one wants to listen to it. Yeah. They just like, quick, quick, yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then you have to say like, but you're rushing. You have to say like, but you have to fill the space. Like mm -hmm. make believe you're still talking. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, like, 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 because if you don't say like, it's just silence oh, for, sounds, a, for a split second. That sounds very stressful. That's not their fault, It's I but they do suck. <laughs> Ellen says what she's learned is that she is worthy and she worthy of love, of finding love, and she can't wait to get started. What a beautiful takeaway. Wow. Jesse now mentions Roberta, her friend who she would watch the show with, her friend, her best friend of 60 years. And she passed away before the season actually premiered. So she never, she was the one who encouraged Ellen to apply for the show, and she never actually saw her and exit the limo on night one, which is just. Oh, that's so a, I mean, that's just up. so, oh, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's like, it's tragic. It's like, it's like one of those endings of a tragic book or movie where it's just like, they don't get to see the thing. Ellen says that when she returned from filming, Roberta was in a semi-coma state and Ellen knew that she was holding out for her. She said, it's okay, we'll watch together just from different places. And Roberta passed away shortly after. And it turns out Roberta's daughter, Courtney, is in the audience. And she watched actually with Courtney. Yeah. And and I mean, Roberta's family. Very touching moment. There is, I mean, I wrote there wasn't a dry eye after this. Mm. Andy, you said, it's just like a regular Bachelor Women Tell All. <laughs> oh, man. Rough stuff. El and also, Ellen is such a likable character and she keeps it together. She's one of those people, I think I touched on this in a recent recap about you know, when the the thing that really makes you cry is not someone who's like, ah! yeah, 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 yeah. it's someone who has the strength to sort of see the light in the darkness in something and and tell the sad thing with composure. Yeah, that kills me. Yeah, totally. Strength in tragedy is the saddest thing because you it it touches on your heartstrings. It's like the the utter humanity. It's like we have to go through this journey together. This journey that has all these horrible speed bumps, and in the end, it's just over. Uh -huh. And there's so much loss, but I'm gonna go through it strong. That's what really tugs on the strings. I've got to say, Ellen strikes me as just a warrior. Yeah, like someone who is dependable and just so strong. Like her mental strength is just out of this world. She's so good that I honestly think whatever Gary picked is a sham, and he really liked Ellen the most. But he decided he's not gonna be with anyone on the show, so he just picked someone as a place marker. <laughs> I mean, we, we can compliment Ellen and not. Oh, not, not just everybody else. That's true. Not only did I diss the show, I dissed the whole generation of people younger than Ellen. I, I got to take it easy. That's ridiculous. Ellen's not that good. <laughs> You're being so anti. You're always swinging so <laughs> Okay, so Gary arrives now. Jesse asks how he's doing, and he says, Oh, well, I haven't had a heart attack yet, but it's getting pretty close. <laughs> Andy, you laughed at this. That's great. Jesse asks how it felt to kiss these women on TV knowing his granddaughters would be watching. I loved his response. He's like, granddaughters be damned. Yeah. I wanted to kiss these women. Yeah, why not? I like it when Gary, he's, you know, he's weirdly good in these live settings. Yeah. Like, so I, good. I, I'm shocked this guy was never an actor. Yeah. At least a commercial actor. Yeah. How do they find this guy? I mean, he's perfect. Where he's did he come so from? Comfortable and the perfect amount of self-deprecating, the perfect amount of like spice in his humor. 
You know, like, I haven't had a heart attack yet. It's like, granddaughters be damned. I was kissing this woman. You know, he still has flavor. He's not too milk toast, which I think would be yeah. very easy to find in like a quote unquote perfect golden bachelor. You know, I just realized I know why Gary is the way he is. You know what Gary is? He's that maitre. He's the owner of a restaurant. You go to a restaurant. Apparently like, he was a restaurant. He was a restaurateur. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. He, you know, those you go to a restaurant that's like been around for a while. So it's a neighborhood favorite and the owner's there. And yeah. everyone loves this guy. Women are fawning over him. Men yeah. want to be his friends. I'm thinking of the owner of, of a restaurant in our neighborhood. I know actually. what you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah. And that's the kind of guy I'm thinking of. Yeah. And I've met several owners of restaurants. They're like celebrities in the, and actors at the same time. They're always so charming. And that's yeah, their job. Yeah, and attention to detail. Detail. They want to make sure everyone's, everyone's happy. happy. They say the right thing. They have to be super social. Like part Charismatic. Of their, yeah, part of their job is being charismatic yeah. and, and just being on. Yeah. He's good at this. Yeah. And sometimes in the background, they're a bit of a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> but not Gary. Not Gary. Not Gary. Not Gary. He might be the Grim Reaper, but he's not a scumbag. No. <laughs> okay. Sandra says Gary's not just a gentleman, but a gentle man. I like that. And I've she... used that line before. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no, so it's my line, but she stole it from me. <laughs> she says she's more motivated now to find her guy and thanks him. And Joan says she wonders... What might have happened, but she wishes the best for him. She wanted to find someone before, but she says she now craves it. And it's such a good feeling. It's hmm. just so nice how all these women, there's no like, what happened? Yeah. When did you know? Did you lie to me? Blah, blah, blah. Was it all a sham? They're just like, I learned something about myself. I now feel worthy, lovable, beautiful, like a princess, yada, yada, yada. Thank you. And also, I think a lot of that stuff and the other the abnormal women tell alls mm -hmm. is grandstanding. They just want to get screen time. They want to be they want to make their um, impact on the show. Or they really want answers that I think cannot be really given. You know, when I think when a contestant's like, what happened? Was it something I said? Right. How long did you know? It's like the format of this show requires the lead to lead on right. several people. It's part of the structure of the show. And you know that when you sign up for it. And so I really loved how all of them, even Joan, who the closest she came was like, I wonder what might have happened. But the overall takeaway is still just the life lesson learned. It's not even about him. He was just a vehicle for that. And they still th they thank him for that. I think that the, the word that comes to mind is just class. Like yeah. these, these women are so classy. so classy. And I think it's a statement about what we're seeing on TV. I, I mean, to really generalize, I think in the initial days of TV, people who went on TV were kind of, I mean, I'm generalizing here. Let's, let's okay, just okay. a caveat. But people who went on TV were like actors uh -huh. or like real showmen. Yeah. But I think that as time has gone on, particularly now, now it's like hockey sticking to extreme, yeah. but it's become more of a vanity thing, more of just like, I want Instagram followers. I want to just make a splash. I want to become famous for a stupid reason. Yeah, I want attention. I want attention. Yeah. Look at me. And these people exhibit something of the old cloth of uh -huh. like, sort of like, I'm just in front of a camera. That doesn't mean I have to be Any an different. attention seeker. I'm just going to say the things I would say if I wasn't in front of a camera. Yeah. And actually the very best, most valuable thing you can get from any of this is to learn about yourself, yeah. what you actually want out of the situation, what they, they all learn something about themselves that is so much more valuable than Instagram followers right. or attention or whatever. It's like they, they have the wisdom to know that that is the jackpot. It's it's coming from, all of this stuff is coming from a real place. You want to see reality TV? Uh, Watch the shows uh, with people of this generation. Uh, and I, again, that's not even a generational thing. Yeah. It's just that they've been around longer. No, it is a generational <laughs> thing. <laughs> I tried, I tried. I was, I was like, really? It isn't? No, Let's hear it's how a generational thing. <laughs> Gary says, none of them are invisible. And he's including himself in this. He says, we all made history together and we all have so much to be proud Good of. Good for him. And uh, that's not an empty statement. It's no, absolutely true. Totally. They made history. I also like that he included himself in that. Yeah. He wasn't just like, oh, you women aren't. He was like, me too. All of us. Can I tell you something? And I'm not sure I'm happy about this because it's going to ruin every everything gets TV eventually ruins everything oh. and also makes things makes great things. Okay. HBO is doing great stuff. Amazon <laughs> Prime doing great. <laughs> Netflix doing some good ABC. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Network TV eventually ruins everything. But what's going to happen is uh -huh. this is going to spawn a whole era of older people oh, reality I TV shows. Completely agree. Just like The Bachelor 
20 dating years shows, ago yep. spawned a whole era of reality TV dating shows. Even if the, you know, at the time people were like, this is so weird. One guy, 25 women. This is so bizarre. People made fun of it. And now it's just a language we all speak. We're like, oh yeah, The Bachelor. It's like referenced on late night shows. Yeah, There's yeah. parodies. And I think that's going to happen here too. And they're going to ruin it. Well, I think. Oh, I Eventually. Not not in the first few years, but they'll ruin it. To be honest, though, I welcome more shows like this. I, I welcome more shows oh, featuring 100%. And let me tell you something. Your wish will be granted. There will be many shows of 60 and up. You will see all over the place. Oh, reality hope, shows. I hope they don't go too trashy. Well, they're going. That's what I'm saying. They're going to eventually go too far and ruin it. And then that generation will become annoying, too. <laughs> <laughs> the French existentialists had it right. I mean, they really did. Time destroys everything. Mm, it does. Everything. But it also makes things beautiful. It's like fine china. It's like fine china is fine because it's so fragile. You just hit it the wrong way, it breaks. Mm -hmm. but it's so beautiful and fragile. That's what makes it so great. Fine china? It's just fine china that they use for that expression? I don't know. They use other fine things that are ceramic, <laughs> but I, I think other Glass. delicate <laughs> ceramic <laughs> items. <laughs> I don't know why I had to bust my balls over that one. It's very specifically about fine china. Yeah. Okay, so we're back at that rose ceremony now. Gary returns because he had, you know, the last time we saw him, he was kind of having a panic attack yeah. uh, with Jesse. And now he returns, apologizes, says it's really tough. <laughs> Teresa nods wide-eyed at this. And Andy, you chuckled. You said there's something about Teresa that just makes you she laugh. Always makes me, and not laughing like a, like I'm mocking her. She makes me happy. Oh, 100. Yeah. percent she's so, like a cartoon character. She's so pure. Pure. There's nothing. There's no hiding anything. And you know, I misread her. I can admit it. Yeah. On night one, with the it was her birthday, the birthday suit. Yeah. I felt like Teresa was more of a character on the season and someone who's going to fall way harder than him and maybe act out in some way. I didn't understand her. And now I'm like, no, you're just, you're just show you. She wears her heart on her sleeve. Her face is an open book. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's so great to watch somebody I, that expressive. And you know what? It wasn't until this episode that I knew. Oh, okay, okay. 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 Do you want to reveal that now? Or do you want to wait till we get, keep I mean, it's, uh, I, I, Teresa's the one. <sighs> Teresa's winning. Do you know, you know what it reminds you of? It reminds you of the, the, the end of The Godfather where Vito Corleone, he tells Michael who the traitor was. Uh -huh. He says, I knew it all along. It was Barzini. <laughs> Something like that. But that's what I felt. That's the first thing I thought of when, when, when I thought, if I suddenly put it together. Teresa was the one he never told he loved. They had to cover it up. They've been covering it up since the diner date. Do you want to talk about that now, or Maybe we'll talk do you about want to that. wait till we get to? We'll, we could talk. What do you think? I don't know. I my I, my OCD wants us to go in order. Okay, let's do it in order. Okay, but, but you're you're. Is this a spoiler for later in this recap? Andy thinks Teresa's winning now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I re I actually have remorse about taking her out of my first spot. She did not get an "I love you," and I fell for it. Okay. And she didn't get the "I love you," and she's been they've been covering up for her ever since a diner I, date. She's gonna be. She was always the winner. Okay, we have to go in order, Andy. We need order. All right, sorry. Order in the recap room. Sorry. Okay. Basically, the one name he calls out at this rose ceremony is Teresa. Mm -hmm. We got to talk about Faith's face. Ooh. She doesn't crack at all. He, he says Teresa, and she's just like. You know what that's like? That's like these people, like in these like like death penalty trials, Ooh. where like the the judge reads the the guilty or the foreman. I guess the foreman of the jury reads the guilty verdict. Okay. And you literally see their face are just like this, and it's like guilty. They're like. And it's like, what's going on in that head? Wow. How do they do that? I feel like this is where we saw a glimpse of Faith's walls. You know, she talks a lot about how she has all these walls up. It's not easy for her to let her walls down, blah, blah, blah. This, I felt like we saw Faith really open up all season. And it was in this moment, it was like, like all the walls were just right back up yeah. in that split second. But I also think Faith is a very tough woman. Oh, like, I think I she agree. can take it. I, I mean... I do not worry about faith in terms of strength. I yeah. will say that. I would say any woman who deals with horses, strong woman. <laughs>
just feel that way. Okay, so she smiles at him, gives him a big hug. He walks her out. She says, some little piece of her thought maybe it could work out. Yeah. I thought that's interesting that like at that moment, you know, Ellen, meanwhile, was like, probably would have said some small piece of her thought it wouldn't work out, like had worried. Yeah, yeah. But it shows that Faith has been a skeptic this whole time, really. She's like, oh, a small part of me thought maybe it could work out. And maybe that's, you know, retrospect speaking. But uh, they wish each other well. This is a very kind of unsatisfying closing conversation, if I'm honest. Mm. It feels like he has no words for her and she's already turned off. Like, she's like, you're a stranger to me. Yeah, you know, it reminds me of that that song, Someone That I Used to Know. Oh, but you didn't have to cut me off. That's it. That's all I got for that. Good percussion. Thank you. Okay, she takes this super well overall in her exit interview. She says, right now I'm numb. It's going to be a while before I figure it out, if I ever figure it out. <laughs> okay, so now Faith appears in the hot seat at Women Tell All. She is in tears. And she says for the past 20 years, she didn't open herself up. And going into this, she thought if she felt anything at all, she was just going to go for it. And she did. And that left her blindsided. Mm -hmm. And Gary joins her. She's visibly nervous to even see him. And then he arrives, gives her a huge hug. And oh, my God. Oh, this I I, I got a little teary here, too. You cried here, right? I mean, I I, I hit it, but it was a little. This is where I welled up so heavy. So heavy. Just water tension was holding the tears in. Water tension. Yeah, it was like right on my lid. It was. I was like, "Come on, you can do it. You can do it." The wall of the water yeah. was keeping. Yeah, it was it just. Contained. It was literally the the the, the skin of the water. <laughs> the skin. Yeah. Of the it was hanging on by a thread. This was. I mean, I don't want to use superlatives too much because I think there's a lot of superlatives in the Bachelor world, but I cannot imagine a more emotional moment that I've ever seen in this franchise. No, and real. No one was faking that one. No. And both parties were feeling it. Sometimes it's like one party is jilted and the other is like, ugh, I just want to get this over with. Yeah, I have to do this. Yeah, yeah, this was both were in it. Let me tell you something. Gary is not faking tears. I mean, if he is, that's... He's he's the best restaurateur of all time. (laughs) I need to go to his restaurants. Yeah, there was nothing performative about this. If anything, it felt like they were both trying to keep it together and it could not be contained. They held each other and hugged and cried, sobbed for what felt like several minutes straight. They finally disconnect and sit down and she says that she felt so connected to him and then it felt like he was a total stranger, like to have it go from this high of hometowns to just nothing. Nothing. What did we do in the BIP recap? It was like, uh... Yeah, there's no sound. It's not even a poof. It's not even a... It's just a... It's like a, it's a ghost. It's an apparition just vanishing. He says it wasn't nothing. He genuinely loved her. He had built and created something with her only to destroy it in a brief moment. She says she had put 30 years of walls up and she asked herself what was different about him from anyone else she dated. And she realized it was because it was the first time she had relaxed in someone's arms and felt safe. Oh, man. Oh, man. So many gems. And they're all hard. None of these gems are just like, yay. It's just all like a life lived. Yes. Kernels of a life lived. Yes. It's like, you know what these are? These are like the five-star restaurant version of like an Arby's saying. Mm-hmm. Like Arby's is like, it takes one to know one. Yeah. And this is like, you're like, oh, now I know what fine dining is. These are like fine aphorisms. Yeah, it's like deconstructed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like foam. It's like garlic <laughs> wasabi foam. <laughs> You know, I, I like getting foam at fancy you know restaurants. When foam came around, I was, I judged. I was like, this is ridiculous. Uh-huh. And I've come around on foam. There, foam is good there's when a it's time done right. a place for foam. Yeah. And let me tell you, like yeah. when I think of the Cacio e Pepe at Tessa, the yeah. foam, it makes it better. Yeah. Some, some restaurants push it. Like some restaurants aren't at the foam level, but they go foam. <laughs> and you're like, no, no, you're not ready for foam. I think this Tessa's is- a bit like that, but I like the foam. Yeah, Tessa's right on the on the border of foam. They 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 kind of can get away with it, but it's a close call. Some nights they're they're not foam. Some nights they're foam. They're not totally consistent enough to go foam. Yeah, you got to be so good to go foam every night. <laughs> Gary tells Faith that the thing that feels the worst is that he promised her family that he would keep her heart safe, and he didn't. And she forgives him for this. Yeah. And they agree that they're better people for having met. The tears don't stop. Jesse pretty much has to kind of interrupt this. He's like, yeah, yeah, very touching. Okay, commercial yeah, yeah. break. 
I, I think he was probably getting in his ear well before it ended. Yes. Like, Jesse, stop this. We have to go to commercial. He's yeah. like, no, I'm not. Yeah. He waited to the last second. He's like, wait for it. Wait for it. I mean, he's a real professional. Yeah. This was tough. It, it did feel like they needed to go to commercial break on it. It felt like we could have just sat there watching them for another two hours. He was getting almost painfully intimate. Like it yes. became like we were almost sitting in their bedroom. Yeah. Yes. It was almost inappropriate. Yeah. Okay. So that brings us now to our bloopers. This is what commercial breaks are good for. It's oh, like yeah. very touching. Commercial. Okay, bloopers. And I knew these would deliver. I knew it. Oh my God. These bloopers. Another superlative. This is the best blooper reel I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Ever. We get uh, Gary saying so a lot. The ladies sitting down during a rose ceremony and Edith being like, can we do it from this position? <laughs> a huge spider. Oh my God. God. What was with that spider? That kind of spider doesn't just roam around. That was insane. That looked like a CGI spider. I don't think that was a tarantula. That was some other giant spider. But tarantulas to me are like crabs, basically. Like I don't even, they don't even freak me out. It looked tarantula-like to me, but I don't really know the difference. It was more spindly than a tarantula. That's true. It looked like a tarantula that hasn't eaten in a long time. Which is scary. You don't want a hungry, yeah, you don't want to run run across a hungry tarantula. Yeah, it also wasn't as hairy. It was a terrifying spider. Terrifying. It was almost so huge that it felt like it was planted there. Like it was a robotic spider. Or like production was like, we're worried this is too boring, let's get- Oh, they went to this spider place and rented a spider? (laughs) Yeah, I kind of agree that might have happened. It seems like kind of an LA thing. Like I feel like you could do that in LA. Oh, easily. For a movie- Oh, easily. Oh, there is a place yeah. that rents out huge spiders. Yeah, you think they just go to a location that has naturally a bunch of huge spiders hanging around? No. No, they get the spiders yeah. from the pet store. <laughs> and now there's a lot of GI sounds. Yes. And the highlight, the absolute highlight oh is God. Sandra in her ITM saying, hold on a second. And then proceeding to let out a very long ripper fart. With a completely straight face. Never broke her face. No. Never broke her expression. And what was so funny about it is it wasn't just a long like, it was like. Oh, yeah. Like it, it came and went. It had texture. It, there, there, it had movements. Yes. And rhythm. Yeah. And then when she was done, she was like, you were saying? This okay. was amazing. First of all, people have been invited to the White House for lesser things than that. <laughs> I will say I have never seen you laugh like that watching any part of the show, ever. That was the hardest I've laughed this month for anything. Andy, that's where you cried. I cried. Oh my God, this episode made you laugh till you cried and cried oh till you cried. Oh my God, you're right. You cried all the tears in this episode. I don't recall the last time I've seen anything where I've laughed, cried, and cry, cried. This and episode. you know what's so funny is that these mature adults who were well-spoken, that have fleshed out thoughts of life experience. What does it end with? A bunch of fart jokes. Mm-hmm. And why are those fart jokes so exceptionally funny? Contrast. Oh, Andy, you really understand humor. I also understand farts. <laughs> All right, that brings us to the previews. It seems that everyone's journey takes them to Costa Rica. Andy, you said, I've been to that volcano. I have. It was cloudy that day, though. I was sad. I didn't see the top. Bummer. We see Gary say to Teresa, I love you. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, now he can say it. But we also see him say to Leslie, okay, all of this coming out of his mouth, I think you're the one. See, that was the Barzini moment. Andy, you're a game. Wait, for Women Tell All? Yeah. Is there an A game in Women Tell All? There's no A game in Women Tell All. There's no game. It's just people talking about stuff. I mean, I think Susan, oh God, Sandra, Susan and Sandra tied. You're talking about MVP. Okay. This is MVP. Sure, MVP. Sandra, first of all, she gets the Congressional Medal of Honor. Like forget <laughs> about the MVP of the show. So it's, she's like, she's like, you know what she is? She's like at the Academy Awards when they give a Lifetime Achievement yeah, Award yeah, and like yeah. everything else is just like, okay, now we'll give these other awards. Yeah, yeah. She's the, she's the, that's it. Uh-huh. She's like on the wall. She's the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. But I agree that um, Susan, Susan is, is probably the MVP. Okay. And now, Andy, that brings us to the word watch. Of course, we didn't do word watch for this tell-all, right. but we will for next week's episode in Costa Rica. What is the word for next week? Well, we did husband, mm-hmm. and now we're going to do wife. Okay. And yeah. any wife will Any be. wife, it but not be. wives. Okay, not plural, but it could be future wife, past yeah. wife. Or my wife. <laughs> that counts. Why does that never get old? 
That's a lot of things don't get old. That's one of them. Okay, that and farts. So we have a very exciting prize this week. Yeah. You can join in the Shandy Word Watch fun and guess the number of times you predict the word wife will be uttered in episode eight. Eight. I guess it's episode eight. eight? Next week. Yeah. Next week. Next week's episode. When they're whatever in Costa Rica. that number is. Okay. And you will do so by using the numeral of the number of times, and you must do so by commenting either below this YouTube video or on the Instagram post for this recap. Mm. Did I say the numeral? Yes, I did. Yeah, say the numeral. And and if you guess correctly, you'll be entered in a draw, and one name will be plucked, and that person will win a whopping $200 to spend at one of our all-time favorite sponsors cozy earth you guys have heard us rave about cozy earth we love us some cozy earth our yeah. bed sheets are from cozy earth andy's pants right now are cozy earth they just have delightful delightful towels stuff. Tow our, our towels we have a lot of cozy earth we now have a blanket also yeah, which okay. is amazing a lot of cozy earth 200 dollars. it's a fantastic prize so be sure to enter and andy finally you can get on your soapbox because it's time for our predictions. Who do you think is winning? Who do you think is going home and why? Teresa. Okay. It's always been Teresa oh. ever since the diner. You know how I know? Because he told Leslie she was the one in the preview. And they've been throwing the wool over our eyes yeah. the whole time. Uh -huh. Who's the girl he didn't say I love you to? Uh -huh. Teresa. Who's the one who's stuck in some drama that's not that big a deal? Teresa. Who's the one who hasn't been getting a lot of airtime? Teresa. Who's the one who just seems like she's not getting a lot of love from Gary? Teresa. Oh my who's God. the one who's standing in the final two? Teresa. Ooh. I mean, I got to say you're making a really strong case right now. The thing that I struggle with with... This kind of thing is the fact that if it is Teresa, then this edit has not done their love story justice. I agree, but but That's I will not the give point a of the pass. Show, I guess no, I will give a pass to production on this. First of all, production did an excellent job. This oh, was, this was fantastic. Great. A I have plus. no complaints. I will give them a pass because there has to be some arc. There has to be drama. You can't just know who's going to win. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. ruins the show. Yeah. And they had to do it. I, I, they did it beautifully. They mm -hmm. fooled me up until the end. That preview did it. They, they, they went too far. Uh -huh. Him saying you're the one. Or not him saying you're the one, but them showing that he said you're the one in the preview. That's it. She's not winning. Uh. And you know what? Leslie's not right from anyway. It's Teresa. Teresa's <laughs> always been the one. <laughs> why, is not, why is Leslie I've not right I've just never him? felt that him and Leslie had that chemical I mean, bond. You have been saying since I mean the it took several weeks in for you to even have her in your predictions. Yeah, I didn't believe it at all. Why why don't you believe it? I just it? don't I I don't want to get into it. I don't want to rehash the whole season. I yeah. just don't think I've always thought Teresa's the one. Teresa and him are sympathetic. Well, you they, thought they, it was Ellen until Ellen was gone and then you I know, but now I have to go with Teresa. Okay. I and and Ellen did uh, Teresa yeah, okay, you got me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did think it was Ellen. But once Ellen's gone it's Teresa. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man, you're kind of convincing me. Mm, come to the dark side. Uh, the thing that I struggle with, it's just so hard to know with Gary. He's so hard to read. Yeah. Like, I can't... Okay, I feel with Leslie, Leslie has a fragility to her. You know, it's like he is... There's more of like a consoling kind of like, I'm reminding you how in this I am. I'm telling you you're the one. I'm telling you you're my girl, blah, blah, blah. It's like encouraging her. Meanwhile, with Teresa, he doesn't have to do that. She's meeting him right there. In fact, it would almost seem that she's like more into it than mm -hmm. he is. Mm -hmm. And so I i can't really tell what he's into because I think that... It doesn't matter. Yeah, but all I'm saying is some men would want the Leslie. They would want yes. to like save her you know I agree. and then some men are like no i want someone who's like doesn't need to be saved who can you know i think gary wants someone he can have a wonderful daily conversation with and see life like with two sets of eyes uh -huh. and that's Teresa. i don't think it's leslie i think they're on slightly different pages in life mm. that's all i'm saying and as as i said before until this day i didn't know it was Teresa all along <laughs> I don't know why I have to do that again. That's a great. I mean, come on, Vito I, Corleone, I enjoy, the greatest, one of the great characters of all time. Okay, I oh man, I. You know how amazing is it to be this unsure? 
This is a this it's is a great best. this is a great show. I feel sorry for people not watching this show. Wow, that's how good it is. Yeah, it's I, one of the best shows I've ever seen. <laughs> this is like this is like the Wire level. It's like break from now on. They're gonna be like, oh, have you ever seen the Wire? Have you seen Breaking Bad and Golden Bachelor? I will say my life has been enriched by this show. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm a happier person with the show and I will be sad when it's over. I feel better about getting older because of this show. Wow. Oh my wow. God. That That's just, amazing. It's true. I agree with you. Oh man. Yeah. This shows that there's hope. Yeah. Though. It's like a beginning of a new chapter. Okay. Not the last chapter, a new chapter, because in the end, every chapter is the last chapter. You never know. We could, it, this building, a plane could crash into our apartment right now. Uh -huh. And that's it. Our last chapter just happened. Yeah. You never know when your last chapter it's is. You true. could live to 120. Yeah. Okay. Unlikely, but yeah. Unlikely. Unless you're in one of the blue zones. Yeah. Yeah. Mediterranean <laughs> diet, no stress. Yeah. Good friend network. Good, good, yeah. Yeah. Good social yeah. network. Okay. That's just a lot of walking. A lot of walking. Oh, really? Not walking? Si sitting, they say, is the new smoking. Oh my God. Yeah, you don't want to sit. That's why you've been working standing up. Yeah. I work standing up now. Okay. Why didn't you tell me to do that? I've been leading by example. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I see the point you're making, and I think it's extremely strong. Extremely strong. I think that diner date was epic. 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 The best date I've ever seen on the show. Yes. And not because it was a good date. It actually wasn't even that. It was cool. It was cool that they turned it into like a musical. That was cool, but mm -hmm. it was still shticky. It was great because it was such an amazing connection between two people. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. And that never left me. Ellen fooled me for a while, and she should have, which Ellen is cool as hell. Mm -hmm. But it's always been Teresa. Oh, man. Okay, just to keep things interesting, I'm going to keep Leslie in my top spot. Mm. I know you disapprove. I just struggle with the you're my girl Although apparently you're my girl, people pointed out that apparently they said might that have, to Ellen. They might have reused that sound bite. Apparently he said it to Ellen. Oh my god, am I falling for it? You're telling me in the preview he says you're the one. Yeah. And then she's the one. No, I don't think they right. do that. You're right. That goes against 20 okay, years. Okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. I'm gonna come over to the dark side. I'm gonna agree with you and think Teresa's winning. Ooh. But if I end up being wrong, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? And if I'm right, I it's me. <laughs> you know what? I accept this. Okay. All right. Look at you. Yeah. The student becomes the teacher. Well, we'll see. This is an exciting. I may just recap. have a lot of egg on my face. <laughs> I mean, you're making a very strong case. Thank you. Based on the Godfather. <laughs> Only. Okay. Even that feels appropriate. I base everything on the Godfather. <laughs> Okay, I think that's a wrap, Andy, for this okay. recap. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews, and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye bye. Dear Shandy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.